everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. He's not saying hi because he said since this is a no rules podcast that I should just start without him. <laughs> That's him in the background covering up the key lime pie that I made him with key lime pie with uh, key limes that came off our neighbor's tree. Our neighbors are in Ohio and so our other neighbors were taking care of their yard and picked their key limes that were ripe and gave them to us. So I juiced the key lime today, and I got a cup of key lime juice, which made enough key lime juice for one key lime pie and two key lime margaritas. And that's where we are now. Hello, Jared Dad. Welcome to the podcast. Yes, hello. This no rules thing frightens me. <laughs> uh, have you tried your key lime margarita yet? I have not. Oh, well, once you get your headphones untangled from your chair or your foot. Guac. Guaco man. He ate a taco man. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. It's real good. Key lime. Oh, yeah. Fresh key lime is better. It is. And I mean, I always make our margaritas with fresh limes. Persian. Persian limes, but these are delish. That's a weird name anyway. Never Could. thought of Persia as a place for limes, but what are you going to do? Why not? Why not limes in Persia? I don't know. They have other, they have olives, don't they? In Iran? Don't they have olives in Iran? Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so it's Friday. Let's do No Rules Podcast. All right, boss. We can do whatever we want or don't want. Um, I would like to spend some time on the cocktail of the not week, which is just talk about some cocktail stuff yeah i can't say no because there's no rules i'm dead plus i can't say no anyway because you're the, the boss <laughs> you could say that sounds boring jen oh i would not say that because i would never suggest anything that would be boring never exactly um so yeah other than this fresh key lime juice which also made a very tasty key lime pie it's very more intensely key limey it's really delish yeah it's very good very delicious and i also remembered that <laughs> you put powdered sugar in the whipped cream that you make. <laughs> he remembered that when he watched my running <laughs> when you Instagram said so, story. When you said it, I, I guess I didn't remember at all. But I haven't been putting it in. When I make whipped cream, I just put heavy cream in there and whip the crap out of it. And it's good, but it tastes like heavy cream. This way, it tastes like delicious sweet cream. <laughs> let's, let's take a sidebar from the sidebar to talk about GR Dad and the whipped cream. So when you make a key lime pie you have to let it cool totally before you put the whipped cream on it. So like a, you can do it a day later or something. Yeah, yeah. So you have to like, like put it in the fridge and have it be cold. Uh, and so I had made you a key lime pie, and I think you were going back to your house, and I was like, okay, here's the key lime pie. It's warm, so put it in the fridge. And then here is a thing of whipped cream, of heavy, heavy cream. cream. You can do this. And, and he's like, I don't know how to make whipped cream. I'm like, you just put it in the KitchenAid mixer I bought you, and you turn it on high until it looks like whipped cream. You put it on high? Well, I put it on like 8 out of 10 Ooh. so it doesn't splatter. That's it. You just turn. I mean, you could put it on low, and it eventually would make you whipped cream. I'm oh, like, yeah. That's it. That's, these are the kind of instructions you give to someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> Dump <laughs> this thing into that bowl and turn the machine on until it looks like whipped cream. Mm-hmm. And so I gave it to him, and he turned it on. I mean, what'd you do, 30 seconds, 45 seconds? I don't 
didn't time it. It just looked like whipped cream. I mean, from a man who clearly has never taken much of a close look at whipped cream. You because can see, was... I already built up my defense of, you know, bad directions. <laughs> I mean, it was liquidy. It like poured out onto the pie. And I was oh, like, it wasn't that bad. What did you do to my pie? I made you this pie. What, would you just dump that thing of heavy cream on top of it? Then we had a little lesson. You had a whole thing about don't over whip it. Because it gets stiff. It turns into butter. If you whip it too yeah. long, it turns into butter. So I was terrified of whipping it too long. I, th I imagined <laughs> it like instantly transforming into butter. And then like, damn it, I've got butter. And then what do I do? I just got butter. I mean, it... it I can't unbutter it. You cannot unbutter it. And it does... It, the state change from whipped cream to butter is quite abrupt. Do you explain this to me? So yes. where is the safer zone? The non-butter side. <laughs> This is this is interesting because you have a thing that like we computer scientists talk about when we're discussing our students. Um, we always talk about confidence to tinker is actually the number one determinant of if someone's going to be a good computer scientist or not. That you have to be willing to just like screw around with it, like try some stuff, not really too worry too much about what you're going to break. And you you are a guy kind of in many aspects of life who kind of worry about what you're going to break. Yeah, if you see every like mistake as a mistake and you don't ever forget it, it's a real hard thing to like say do something that you might think is a mistake. Yeah, I mean I'm definitely not like that. No, it's great. You can kind of, you know, shrug it off and be like do it right this time. Yeah, throwing that shit yeah, out. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, I can't believe I didn't right do it right the first time." <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so we had after that we had a lesson, and I was like, "Here, um, we're going to make some whipped cream right now. This is what it should look like." And so since then, you have done a good job. Your whipped cream is is the right texture when you. Yes, have but I forgot the sugar. <laughs> you got so caught up on the. Oh my God! You see, yes, absolutely, yes. So just for the record, you should use powdered sugar, but you could use granulated sugar. It's not quite as good, but. And look, you can also use no sugar. The taste was it's always fine. good. No. It's fine. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's how sweet you want stuff and like how much powdered sugar, like as much as you want. Sometimes I put in a little, sometimes I dump a whole bunch in there. Sweet yeah. To to be. As long as it doesn't like it, there isn't the chance of it instantly turning into like sour cream or something if I put in too much sugar. <laughs> that, that the, the chemistry of this scared the crap out of me. Like, oh, it's going to turn into butter with the last like rotation of the of the mixer and you can't undo it. So if you, too, are interested in the making of butter, uh, a fun but slightly time-consuming process is to, like, buy yourself a pint of heavy whipping cream at the store, and then you bring it home and just put it, like, in a mason jar, like an old spaghetti sauce jar. Um, so it's, say, the jar's, like, half or less full. I mean, you could just have a butter churn and get a 16th century person to churn the butter. You could. I think that actually would be less fun than stick it in a jar. Depends. And then you just shake the crap out of the jar it's for, true. I mean, we've done this, right? Yeah, we yeah. Made, like 10 minutes. You just, it, it, you get, your arm gets tired. It, you got to have at least one other person. If you've got kids around, it's great to do with them where everybody gets to shake, shake. it until they're tired <laughs> and then you pass it to the next person. And what you have is like liquid in there, shaking, shaking the cream in there. And then all of a sudden it goes thump, 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 thump. And you've got a lump of butter. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically how you make butter. That's and it's, what I was afraid of. It's really good butter, too. Wasn't yeah. it good? I mean, we put it on bread and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's, very it's good. It's good butter, yeah. Um, Not as good as that butter from New York. 
Oh, my God. So we went to Per Se. <laughs> this is kind of sick, actually. I'm a little embarrassed about it, it this. It is a little embarrassing. So, you know, we kind of are, the we take vacations just to go to a restaurant. We don't do drugs. We have other vices. <laughs> and so we go to, like, you know, save up our vacation fund to go spend one night in New York City and have dinner at a ridiculously fancy restaurant. You are into Michelin stars. I love them. And don't talk about it like you don't like them, too. Oh, I do. It's very fun. <laughs> so these dinners... I'm not refusing to go. I'm not like, huh, no, you do your stupid, luxurious, delicious dinner by yourself, Jen. <laughs> no, I'm like, ooh, this sounds like a great idea. I mean, the dinners, they last like three or four hours. They bring, you know, it's not like you pick, I want this appetizer and this main course. Like, they bring you 12 courses. You just, like, the vegetarian menu or the meat menu... And then they just bring you food for four hours. And they're teeny tiny portions, right? So it yes. is it is the kind of joke where it's like one nut or, you know, one Frog tiny leg. little piece of, yeah, or one tiny little piece of meat or one tiny yeah. little, one radish or something, for sure. right? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's how you get like, you can have 12 courses because they're teeny tiny. Yeah. And, uh, and so we went to Per Se, which is you know, among the best restaurants in the world in New York. And it's really hard to get a reservation. So we got a reservation taking a vacation to New York, which we is... Planned, you got the reservation first and then planned the yes, trip. It, and I mean, it was like a Wednesday, I think. And I was like, take <laughs> a day off work. We're going to go. Like, this is our vacation. So, you know, we're not going to theme parks or, or whatever. Or doing drugs. Or doing drugs. We just spend a stupid amount of money on dinner a few times a year. Oh. And so we went here and... You know, so they, and I mean, the level of fanciness at these places in terms of like the service is insane. Yeah. Um, I mean, they definitely will scrape your table the crumbs off and they'll put the napkin in your lap and they're very con conscientious about you, I guess. I don't know what the word is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been to like mom and pop places that'll scrape the crumbs off your table. I was talking more that like there's different levels of people who talk to you depending on the task that they're doing, right? There's like the person who takes you to your table and then there's the person who actually talks to you about what you're going to eat. And oh, then sure. there's like different tiers of people who bring you the food. The bread guy. Yes. And so anyway, so they're, they're, it's bread time at per se. And they bring out the bread and then they bring out the butter. And they're like, okay, so this butter is from Animal Farm in Vermont. And it's run by this woman, and she has, whatever, 14 cows. And she makes butter for us at Per Se and for French Laundry, which is the chef's sister restaurant in Napa Valley out in California. That's it. Her entire business is making butter for Per Se, and they fly the butter. This butter was in a cow this morning. Yeah, and she makes the butter. And then, I mean, I think it actually is... It, like there's some crazy aging process like I read about it I, I don't know what aging of butter is but yeah so the day the butter's ready they fly half of it to California and then the other half they bring to New York and then that's what you get and that's she doesn't make anything else she doesn't sell it to anybody else she has, like seriously 14 cows she I mean, has 14 <laughs> cows and she makes butter and she lives off making butter for two restaurants except those restaurants close for like two weeks a year yeah. so like everybody gets a break but her cows still need to be milked and so she makes 
the butter for those two weeks, and it's sold by like this fancy cheesemonger in New York. You can buy. He's he's a cheesemonger. You're exactly right. Sex they, will be cheesemongers. They're a cheesemonger. <laughs> And you can, for those two weeks, you have to like pre-order, you can buy Animal Farm butter and it's $50 a pound. Yeah. $50 for a pound. Did we do it? Yes. Is a pound of butter a lot? Also, yes. And and we may have been a little overexcited, so we both ordered. We didn't coordinate that. We did not. We both are like, did you get the butter? Well, we both got the butter. So then we had like a a lot of butter and so we had a little butter party we invited our friends over and, uh, and i'm like look we got this butter it was 50 dollars a pound um, don't, don't tell anyone else i'm going to buy some really fancy bread come over for dinner we're just having bread and butter but it's gonna be really good <laughs> we still had to freeze half a pound i mean there's it's just still so much butter. half a pound in the freezer in maryland it's not obviously now it's freezer burned 50 dollar pound butter still better it's probably like 30 pound butter now for 30 dollar a pound of butter uh it was re it's re it was freaking great i mean and she good. probably salts it by some secret process and i mean it's just really good like salts around. from a particular corner of the ocean that like a fish blesses every day i don't i don't know whatever it's she that kind of says thing. incantations but it kind of works it, it was very delicious if, if all you do is make butter it better be good yeah Butter for the fanciest restaurants in the world. No. Uh, anyway, so we had butter at per se. We did. Yeah. Uh, how did we get on? Because she makes it herself, and you can make your butter yourself in a jar, and it'll be worth no. 50 pounds, no. $50 a pound. Nope, not even close. Could be if your whole family churns. It's a no. family churned butter. I think you got to like hug the cows yourself to oh. get the cream to be good enough. Like the cream, even if you buy the organic heavy cream at the grocery store, that's not the level of cream that those cows are giving her. Well, fair enough. Those are 14 magic cows. But I think our point was homemade butter can be pretty good. Yeah. And certainly it's fun. It is. It's a it's a really fun... It's like your homemade ricotta butter. cheese, which is like kind of magic too, I think. Homemade ricotta cheese is so much better than store ricotta cheese and ridiculously easy. Here's what you do. Buy a gallon of whole milk, pour it in a pan, and heat it till it just barely starts to simmer so put it on pretty low because you don't want to burn it on the bottom which i've done before put it put it on the, just barely starts to simmer and then squeeze one or two lemons in there and the milk part will separate from the way the water part and then you just put it in a whatever cheesecloth that we use a nut milk bag uh which you can buy for like a buck at the store amazon on amazon and then that just lets you separate the cheese part from the the way whatever the water part you you don't have to do much that's it and then you have this amazing ricotta cheese you can put salt on it you put a little more lemon in it put it in lasagna put it in lasagna i put it on like uh like little toasts with honey drizzle it with some honey yep. it's so good and it i mean it takes like five minutes and it's so good you just buy a gallon of whole milk squeeze it get a lemon squeeze it in there done yeah that's good. it that's it it's good. amazing um so anyway back to the cocktails um which somehow we got here we took a diversion from the cocktails to the key lime pie and the whipped cream and that's how we got to because it's places. key limes it's all key limes yeah uh so this morning uh so one of the friends of the squad sent us some lychees i had mentioned before that i was going through that dry is that how you pronounce it is Ly it lychees lychees 
lychees. It's L Y C H E E S, right? I'm going to call them lychees. That's fine. Anyone's welcome to. But we were just talking about ricotta cheese, so my brain is kind of stuck on cheese. <laughs> it's not cheese. It's a little, this little vegetable. Like cheese. They're like fruits, actually. Uh, well, you know, They're sweet like fruits. Fruit. Yeah. Um, I think even in the fruit-vegetable dichotomy, they fall on the fruit side. Uh, yeah, so we couldn't buy them. They don't have them at Publix, but someone was like, I'll send you some. So they sent us some canned lychees, uh, which was what I needed to make the lychee champagne which is a non-alcoholic drink in the dry, crazy ass dry cocktail book that Giordad bought me. So that's what I did this morning. So it's basically that Verjuice Blanc, which we finally opened the bottle of, and it does taste remarkably like grape juice. Yeah, really rich grape juice. Yeah, like so it's very... white wine grapes that haven't been fermented. Um, it's really good as grape juice. I mean, it's for grape yes. juice, it's top of the line tastes delicious yeah as it should be given how much it costs for a bottle of that no, stuff i don't even want to know uh i mean it doesn't it doesn't cost as much as wine not as much as that butter it definitely <laughs> as much as that butter uh so i made a half recipe so it's like so you buy the verjuice blanc the grape wine grape juice in a wine bottle so it's ha- i made a half recipe so half a bottle of that some pear juice some pureed lychees so i pureed the lychees that we got sent this morning that goes in there a little bit of sugar and then you put it in a bottle and carbonate it. So we have a soda stream yeah, for carbonating. Do. Carbonate water all the time. So I put the put it in the soda stream bottle. And when we carbonate water, we normally do kind of carbonate until the bottle's pressurized. And then we release the pressure. And we do three rounds of that to get nice fizzy water. So I do one round of carbonation on this thing and i release the pressure and then there's a lot of stuff going on in that machine so i open it up and there's like you didn't just release pressure no so you you know the instructions for the soda stream say only water don't you dare carbonate anything else with this you may- say, you'd think like they say that all the time that's just the lawyers <laughs> putting the stuff in there oh my god so it jams the carbon dioxide into this bottle which is like i cannot possibly hold this much <laughs> carbon dioxide i'm ejecting everything so there's like <laughs> juice like dripping from the top of the thing it's all pooled in the bottom all over i gotta check the ceiling while there you're may, doing this <laughs> there may be some uh so by the time I was done and got it cleaned up, I went from a full bottle that I carbonated to half a bottle because the rest of it kind of fizzed went out. Went somewhere. <laughs> uh, it was carbonated, though. Oh. And so we tried that just by itself. So that's the lychee champagne from the dry cookbook. And it was very good. It doesn't taste anything like champagne. It was some of the best fruit juice I've ever had. Yes. Uh, it is pretty much like drinking the uh, like carbonated juice. grape juice. Like when you, you know, for kids, like we would always have this like on Christmas Eve, right? My mom would buy the sparkling, sparkling grape juice or sparkling cider. We would have that. And uh, it tastes a lot like that. I mean, it was clearly Martinelli's, Martinetti's, Martinelli's, right? That's it. Yeah. Uh, It's pretty much that. It's pretty much that. Uh, it, It definitely was like a fancier homemade version of that. But if I'm going to make any more recipes in that book that call for the lychee champagne, I'm just buying that carbonated grape juice, the sparkling grape juice at the store because it it definitely tastes pretty much the same. And man, this was like quite a process for something to buy like four bucks at the store. Uh, Kitchen was destroyed just to get sparkling grape juice. It was a little sticky. Kitchen was sticky <laughs> just to get sparkling grape juice. Uh, so anyway, so I made that. So that was good. And so we each had a little 
little glass of that in the morning just to try it out. It's good. You can drink that during the day because it's not say, alcoholic. The benefit of dry cocktails is that you can day drink all you want. Nothing bad happens. So it is pretty liberating. Middle of the day, I was like avoiding a work project. And I'm like, I'm going to make one of the cocktail recipes that uses the lychee champagne. And so one was you have to make fake gin. And I was like, I'm not even turning to that page. I'm not making fake gin. Uh, <laughs> but like two pages before, they have a grapefruit mimosa. So grapefruit juice and then this lychee champagne. Um, and I had basically exactly the right amount of lychee champagne. I happened to have a grapefruit from some from the Flying Grandma cocktail. I bought some grapefruits for that. So I had a grapefruit left over. And, uh, and so I made us that. So grapefruit juice and then the sparkling. That was better. It was good. I, I totally would drink that. Yep. Um, and look, you can totally make it with just the sparkling grape juice that you get at the store and grapefruit juice. So like if you have a party and you have friends who don't drink or you've got maybe like a friend who's pregnant and you want to have a fancy cocktail this grapefruit mimosa is a great idea it's just like sparkling grape juice and grapefruit juice so it was one ounce of grapefruit juice and four ounces of um the sparkling of the fake champagne yeah get some martinelli's for sure just get the martinelli's it, it's it's really close. I mean, I had to pay attention to go like, okay, I can kind of see the difference. So if you're making a little drink for someone, they're not going to notice. So basically just get like a jigger, like a shot jigger, and one of those of grapefruit juice, and then like top off your little cocktail glass with the sparkling grape juice. That's it. And it'll be really good. It'll seem like a super fancy cocktail that you're making for your friends. It's really easy. Yeah, it tastes like a mimosa. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not like grapefruit, alcoholic. Grapefruit mimosa. Yeah, but yeah. like much closer to that than yeah it tasted sophisticated mm -hmm. like it would be a good offering instead of like here's some club soda or whatever have a diet coke right or a glass of orange juice like you have a a pretty good non-alcoholic cocktail mm -hmm. with those two things better than a shirley temple yeah there's nothing wrong with a good old-fashioned shirley temple though did you need to get up to your dad no that was not me that was oh. guaco man okay um so yeah that is the that's the cocktail not of the week discussion. The cocktail discussion that you wanted to have. The hard-hitting news of the week that doesn't fit in the normal format. Also, we have... it is dog unrelated, except they're a little sticky now. <laughs> they're often a little sticky. Uh, speaking of heartbreaking news, we got two conch life stories from today that we have to share. Might as well throw them out there and hope that there's more until Thursday. Let's do it. Let's do it. You want to do one? You want me to pull them up? Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Okay. Pulled, pulled up the conch life here. Story number one. Man arrested for driving stolen construction vehicle. So good. A 35-year-old intoxicated man was arrested. That's He was intoxicated. He's not from intoxicated. You could just say Florida man. They probably don't have to <laughs> say both. I mean, it's in Florida, but still. 35-year-old intoxicated man was arrested early Wednesday morning for driving a stolen construction asphalt grader on US-1. Christopher Paul Hawkins, his address was not immediately clear Wednesday. Because was it wasn't clear to him. <laughs> <laughs> was charged with DUI, DUI with property damage, driving with a suspended license, grand theft, and criminal mischief. I, I like mischief. Mischief is good. I mean, if I was... I don't want to get arrested, but if I had to pick... Just a name of a charge to have. I like. If you mischief. get arrested, it will be for mischief. Probably. It'll be like pushed button that says "Do not push." <laughs> Licked painting. <laughs> Poked non-poking things. 
fed the llamas. I mean, you know, that said do not feed. Did I tell you that I saw the emus at the prison? No. At the jail? That's cool. Yeah, so... All right, side note, we'll come back to Intoxicated Man on the construction grader. No rules! That's right. Uh, so when I was doing the Run Every Road in the Keys project, um, there's, so Stock Island is where the hospital, the jail, like all the stuff, the Key West stuff is on Stock Island. I think of it as like, you know how there are decks on the Star Trek Enterprise? Mm-hmm. This is like the deck where all the work gets done. Like there's the bridge <laughs> and it's the fancy people and their nice clean uniforms and then there's like the deck that... Actually makes everything happen. That's Stock Island to Key West. Key West is like, you know, Jimmy Buffett and fun and Duval Street. And then Stock Island, like, that's where crap gets done. It's also like how when I played like Civ, I would like build my towns where there's like the residential space. And then there's like a totally separate area where you've got like the industrial stuff. Yeah, that's because you didn't want to pollute the rest of the place. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so so Stock Island is like that. Stock Island is like that. So the jail as we often mention, is right across the street from the hospital on Stock Island. And so when I was finishing, it was like last month, finishing my run every road in the Keys, I ran, uh, so Fuller Keys Community College is out there. So College Road is the kind of loop road that goes around this section of Stock Island. And so uh, I'm going around that loop, and then there's a kind of side road that goes to the jail. It's almost a parking lot, but it's got a name. And so I was like, okay, it counts for the project. And so I'm running this. Plus, kinda... it's kind of cool going to jail and stuff. It's, like yeah, that. and it's like I had time, so fine. So I run out there, and I run around the corner, and there's this kind of fence. Chain link. Chain link fence, tall chain link fence. And there's like a pond inside of it. And there's like a pot-bellied pig and an emu walking around. The pot-bellied pig was asleep. The emu's walking around. <laughs> I, scary I critters, stuck man. my phone in like the, the camera part through the chain link and took a video of the emu. I could have totally could have pet. I'm, the you emu. know, this is this is how a lot of bad stories start. Like she stuck her phone through the emu, grabbed her hand and pulled pulled her through the fence. I know. Uh, the alarm went off. And I mean. It is at the jail. 17 so. inmates escaped while you were messing with that emu. <laughs> uh, but it was pretty cool. Like they just, and then when I was coming back, there was a dude walking his dog. Oh. And I was like, that must be the most exciting place for the dog. He's like, the dog loves coming here. Just like <laughs> sniffing the fence with like an emu, like all these weird exotic animals on yeah, the other side. There, are, there were those iguanas until one of them like fed the iguana to the, to the alligator, alligator for Pete's sake. Yep. Mean inmate. I know. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I saw the, saw the emu. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to intoxicated man, stolen asphalt grater. Uh, so the deputy was deputy lane, Jonathan lane was driving southbound at one thirty-five a.m. on big pine key. Was it Wednesday or something? It was like Wednesday middle of the morning. week, but one thirty-five a.m. Yep. is a good sign. Sign you're going to have something. <laughs> yep. Uh, so he's on Big Pine Key, which is down here in the lower keys, when he observed a construction vehicle in the southbound lane with no lights on. 1.30 in the morning. Deputy Lane stopped the vehicle. He stopped a construction grader, a road grader. <laughs> he noted the driver, identified as Hawkins, appeared to be a man he saw walking in the area <laughs> a little prior. Another deputy responded, they recognized the Lee Boy 685B asphalt grader as part of a road construction project and located just several hundred feet away from where Hawkins was stopped. Um, they are fixing a little road up there in Big Pine. I've seen it. Sure, he was doing some night grading. That's what happens. Well, sure, sure. They, some they night filing. <clears throat> when he was asked why he was operating a piece of heavy-duty <laughs> construction equipment, Hawkins replied, 
I like it. <laughs> I like it. He also denied driving the machine. This is where you say one alibi is good, two alibis is bad. I wasn't driving that machine, but I was driving it because I like it. <laughs> no, that's not good. That's not a good defense. Hawkins had trouble standing and appeared to be intoxicated. He stated he didn't remember how much he had to drink, but that his pickup truck was parked at a bar on Little Torch Key. So that is undoubtedly Kiki's sandbar on Little Torch Key, which is probably, I mean, it's the next key over, but it's probably a two or three mile walk from where he was. So he wandered got, quite a ways. Got tired of walking. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to get on this construction grader. He added, I guess it's closer than that. Little Torch Key's like mile marker 29. So he maybe just went right over the bridge and he then just found lurched, the construction site. He just lurched his way to the construction site. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he added he was staying at a residence on Sugarloaf Key, hey, which is our key. Not our house. Not, it's not staying with Disclaimer, us. Disclaimer, not our house. Yep. Uh, Deputy Lane walked to the construction site and saw a path left <sighs> by the vehicle. He was grading. He noted Hawkins damaged the sidewalk and the roadway while operating the vehicle. Totally was grading. I suspect there were sparks and stuff coming from the grader <laughs> because the guy just left the blade down and was just revving it, scraping crap. I mean, it must have been violent. The company that owns the vehicle was called and they stated the grader was valued at $120,000. Hawkins was taken to jail. That's how you get grand theft instead of petty, petty larceny. Oh my God. If it had been less than $300 or something, it probably would have been better than me. All right. So that's thing number one. That's a good one, though. That's a classic, it like, a it, what a goofy, like, decision-making process. Mm. Yeah, I don't even know if that counts as a decision. Well, okay. I'm tired. I don't want to walk anymore. I'm driving this thing. <laughs> Fake ID <laughs> leads to drug bust. Yeah. This is a good one, too. Over the weekend, the Key West Police Department sees drugs, guns, and money after a minor tried to use a fake ID at a local bar. Okay, so you go... Drugs, guns, and money. Cops sees drugs. Like, not a huge story. All right. On Sunday, 19-year-old... We're just going to use first names here. 19-year-old Connor and 21-year-old Madison. These Who's are both, dude? both guys. We're at Irish Kevin's Bar. They should call it Bloody Kevin's just for other reasons. It's interesting... So GR Dad read me this story first this morning, and then he starts reading. Then he's he's like, oh, there was this greater story. And then he starts talking um, about Irish Kevin's. And I was like, everybody was at Irish Kevin's. And he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm reading that first Same story. Same story. Okay, so just one thing at Irish Kevin's. But we do have a historical murder outside of Irish Kevin's. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. We yeah. did On Murders in Paradise, we did an some Irish Kevin story. Shoot, and recently, I think some guy was shooting around on the street outside of Irish Kevin's. Yeah. It's, he's, a, it's a hot spot. That, that dude... Uh, so this random dude, basically, like, he and his wife got drunk and were having a fight and somebody tried to break it up. And then the dude pulled a gun and just shot into the middle of Duval Street. Um, and so he was charged with a bunch of stuff. I mean, this within the last two years, right? I mean, this is, two or three years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he went to jail, but he claimed it was a stand-your-ground defense, which is our fucked-up gun laws here in Florida, because the the dude who came in to break up the fight between him and his wife, the guy's like, well, I felt threatened by him, so I just shot into Duval Street. And so he's like, well, it was stand your ground. I'm allowed to do it. And you're not allowed to do stand your ground if you've been drinking. And so they denied it. But I guess he won his appeal, so he's getting a new trial. 
God. This this is why you don't piss off people in Florida because they're they're just allowed to shoot you basically. It's all, a screwed up place down here. All Florida man to begin with, so you you just have yeah. Anyway, okay. Bro. So we got Connor and Madison. Connor's nineteen, Madison's twenty one. They go to Irish Kevin's. It's a bar. You got to be twenty one to go there. And all the U.S. Every U.S. But this isn't like an Applebee's where it has a bar and also has a restaurant. It's a bar. You can't go in if you're not twenty one. So yeah. they get in. Uh, Connor shows his fake ID. The bartender refuses to serve him. They both get kicked out, and Connor's pissed. In fact, the article says Connor became enraged. 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 Hulk quality rage. Okay, so slightly later, the police are called because witnesses see Connor and Madison driving down Duval Street past Irish Kevin's, waving a handgun out of the window of the car. So a little bit later, the cops find him walking near a different bar and uh madison says that his friend was upset that they were kicked out of the bar and started to act quote gangster like so terrible madison not really a good friend also madison and connor uh nothing gangsta about you guys madison and connor (laughs) i know whoa uh okay the skull and bones gangsters yeah. Connor told officers that the gun was in the car, and Madison agreed to show them where the car was parked. Great. I mean, put in that police report, that's great. Yep. So they walked down the street to the beach, and the officer observed a large baggie on the dashboard with what looked like marijuana. In plain sight. I gotta say, I am not, as we have discussed, neither of us are drug users of any sort, um, but I gotta say... Storing your marijuana on the dashboard is maybe not an ideal storage place. Also very convenient for the police to put that in the police report, justifying a search of the vehicle. I mean, they write good police reports in Key West. They sure do write convenient police reports in Key West. (laughs) Inside the car, they found a felony amount of marijuana and sales amounts of controlled substances. They also located... That's the minimal... That's actually... Burying the lead. That's not the most exciting mm-hmm. thing they found. They located a Glock handgun, a Keltec handgun, and a Daniel Defense M4, all loaded, also $900 in cash. He had a loaded M4, like, semi-automatic it's assault weapon. It's a big-ass rifle. They have a picture of this where, like, the cops displayed their hall, where it's all carefully laid out on a table to... The money's all fanned out. It'd it's, be like hashtag flat lay on it's, Instagram. It's $900 in cash, so they like fan it out in three different bundles three to, make fans. It, to make it look like it's more. Yeah, and then there's like the rifle across the top, the two handguns, all the clips are out and yeah, like lined I mean, up. It does look like a pretty big stash of ammo and guns and This is money. for sure not just a couple kids who were like going out to have a good time and brought some drugs with them for their personal use they were too well armed to just be using drugs <laughs> for their personal use. there's i mean i so look i've never smoked pot in my life so i don't know what quantities of pot look like this does not look like a lot of marijuana in this baggie though it may qualify as felony but there's a fuckload of other drugs here there is a pile of pills mm-hmm. that is not two people's worth of pills for a weekend of good time there's a lot of of other <laughs> drugs here uh so yeah uh okay so that's that's what they found uh let's see connor who is from jacksonville bringing his business down here 
had an active warrant from St. John's County. The two are arrested and transported to the Monroe County Detention Center, home of the EMU. (laughs) Connor faces two felony counts of carrying a concealed weapon without a license, seven felony counts of possession of a controlled substance, one felony count for possession of marijuana, felony fraud charge for displaying a fake ID, and a misdemeanor charge of improper display of a firearm. Madison, who's from St. Augustine, also faces 10 felony charges and one misdemeanor. Madison, man, you should have rolled harder. <laughs> Seems like you got the worst of all possible worlds. You kind of narked on your friend, but mm. you're not enough to get a reduced charge. There you go. Hot, hot police blotter this week. Yeah. The other keys news is that uh, we're into the time of king tides, which means very, very high tides. This is backyard keys Our news. Backyard is underwater. Part Actually, of it's Key Largo news, too. There's that place in Key Largo that's just going to be flooded for the next month. Like three months, right? Didn't they say till December? I don't know where to... It doesn't... You can't pump it out. No. It's the I ocean. Mean, Hopper, I went out there yesterday and like Hopper's little beach area where she swims, like normally I can... Like the part that I could normally stand in and like I would just be touching the water was up to like my mid calves. It's real, real high. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, the ocean is pushing closer to our house. Yeah, it will eventually go back to where it was before, but uh, it, yeah. it stays high for a while. Um, so we're kind of in the middle of what sounds like is a year or two process of putting in a seawall at our house, which will make a big difference. Our backyard will not flood as much then. Anyway that's it for the bonus episode until next week don't bite anyone unless they ask you to bye